0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 35 of Talkin' Schmowdown. I am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie blog, and I am here to talk about the past week and the movie trivia, SchmoDown. We had a, a bit of a heavier week uh, this time around as we had three matches going on. We had the Brandon Hanna versus in uh, Dandapani Intergeekdom match. Then we had both matches from the Orlando live show the Triple Threat Draft Bowl, and the Tag Team Titles Match. So it was a it was a great week for the for the Schmodown, and I am really excited to get into everything. So I hope that you are all ready, because let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright, I am so pumped for this week, uh, this is the week of Halloween, so we got a whole lot of stuff going on just uh, out in the real world. Uh, for those of you who have kids, uh, be safe out there. Uh, for those of you who don't have kids, make sure you got plenty of candy. Don't be that guy, D- just, just get some candy and make sure that you're there. If you're not going to be home, leave it out with a bowl. Be, be aware, you it'll probably all get taken, but don't be that person who's just going to shut their light off and not participate. We don't like those kinds of people. So, we're going to get into things. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing. Uh, coming up November 4th, uh, the Schmodown Entertainment Network will officially launch. Uh, you know They're going to have a full slate of stuff going on. you got SEN Live. Uh, they've got a new Star Wars show called Dark Side Light Side with uh, Christian Harloff and John Campia. They're going to be obviously ha- still showing... Uh, movie Trivia Schmodown stuff, all kinds of great things happening uh, and more to come. I'm sure that Christian will be announcing more stuff as uh, as we get into it and everything. Um, and with that, if you guys listened to the most recent episode of Afterlife, one of the other podcasts on this podcast feed, you'll know that uh, we made a pretty big announcement as well as we are uh, creating a new show for uh, the, to, essentially to follow SEN Live uh, is called SEN After Live. So we are branching out our, our After Live brand over to SEN so that fans who uh, are, are watching SEN Live will have a show to listen to as well with, with us and fans who are you know w- still watching and listening to Collider Live can still listen to the, uh, the OG After Live show. Uh, two of the crew from uh, After Live are going to be heading over to do Sen After Live, so it'll still be you know familiar voices and everything like that. We have a whole bunch of great guests lined up uh, right now, up through uh, through the end of November. We've got a pretty good slate going on, so I am really pumped for you guys. There's a whole new chapter uh, in, in the movie trivia schmoo uh, and everything you know with with Sen with everything, and it's a new chapter. For us, so I am so excited uh, for for all of you to be a part of it and to hopefully grow and, and, and succeed and and just kind of see what happens. So uh, thank you again. All right, so we are going to get into it, starting with match number one. This is Brandon Hanna versus Chandru Dandapani. Inner Geek match winner faces. Kevin Smets in a number one contenders match. So we start off, we have an opening scene. Coy standing outside, just kind of chilling up against the wall. Dan Merle comes up. Uh, he and Coy just start talking a bit, you know, talking about the old days, talking about uh, screen junkies, movie fights, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Coy asks him, you know, they start talking a little bit about this draft that's coming up. And Coy asks him for some recommendations. Uh, and then he says, if things don't work out with Tom Dagnino, he'd love to have him on his team and you know what i think that would be a really good fit koi jandrew and and dan merle i think that would be awesome you know get a really a really solid babyface team i could really get down with something like that uh maybe get the you know the both members of Sh- shazam on the on that team dude that that would make for a pretty sweet babyface team. I really want to see uh, something like that go down. So we get into uh, into the studio, and who do we see? Mara freaking Knopik. That's right. Mara Knopik and Mark Ellis are on the desk. This is awesome. I, I absolutely loved seeing her, and I gotta say, she is fantastic, man. Uh, she's fantastic on the mic. She's fantastic in the game, all around. Love seeing Mara. So out first was Shandru uh, the Chosen. Don Duponti. He had a great little Harry Potter entrance, which which was really cool. Uh, followed by Brendan, uh, Brandon the Hitman. Hannah with his uh, partner Andrew Guy. You know nothing special really about that, about his entrance. You know he's just doing his normal Hitman thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I I've seen it a million times. I'll be honest. He just reminds me of Mike's old gimmick. You know, when he was doing the killer, when he you know looked like a hitman, essentially. You know what I mean? It looks like he's just doing that gimmick, and it's he didn't even have the clipboard with him, so it's not like it even differentiated there. I don't know. I I think he could do something better, um, but I don't know if he chose it. I don't know if Christian chose it, but either way, I, I think they could do better than, than what they got going on right now. All right. So we're going to get into round number 1. And this this round I mean, I don't I don't want to say that it's boring, that it was a boring round. But, you know, and, and this is because they they got perfect rounds, both of these guys. And that's not something that you see very often. So that's that's fantastic. Like in 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 Intergeekdom, it's a 10 question round. So the fact that both of these guys got perfect rounds, that's incredible but you know there there was no controversy there's no like big flubs or anything so it just didn't feel really all that exciting um I, I don't know I just I felt like they both did great but it wasn't the most entertaining I mean I got pretty much all of these questions correct as well um, there was really, I feel like, I think I got eight altogether. Um, so I don't know if maybe they were a little bit on the easier side. Uh, and maybe that's why, maybe, maybe that's why it felt that way to me, but I don't know. I mean, a perfect round is great, but as you can even tell while watching this match, the crowd didn't seem to care either that, you know, they weren't cheering really. They, they they were barely, even you barely even know that they were there. Um, they just didn't seem to care, and I don't know if that says more about the crowd, if that says more about the the, uh, the players. I don't know. I don't know what was going on that day. I don't know if it was like the end of a long shoot day or something. But yeah, there just there was like no energy left in the room. Now, for this bonus question, this is the only part of round one. That I thought there was really uh, any, I, anything close to controversy. Um, you know, the question was, you know, I think it was essentially it was in in the Lego Batman movie. What was the food that Batman, you know, uh, reheated when he got back to the to the cave or whatever? And the answer, if you watch the movie, it's specific. It is lobster thermidor. Brandon just answers lobster and they give it to him now if I was if I was Chandra I would have challenged this because again in the movie it is specifically stated that it is lobster thermidor secondly lobster thermidor is a composed dish it is not just a piece of lobster with some stuff on the side it is Lobster is one ingredient in lobster thermidor, so it's it's different. It's like saying, you know, th- he had lasagna and answering noodles. It, it, it's not or or answering pasta. I don't. I would not accept that as an answer. You know that it, it's part of it, but it's not actually the answer. And the fact that they have been pretty big sticklers for other things in the past. I you know I don't understand why this one was given you know was just kind of given away to it you know what I mean it's like yes if you watch the movie it looks like he's just eat, physically eating a lobster but that's because it's a damn Lego movie and you know they're not gonna it's hard to do that but they specifically say lobster thermidor so I would have challenged it personally I don't know what they would have done. If they would have upheld it or not, but I definitely would have because I don't. I don't think lobster, just lobster, should have been an acceptable uh, answer for that question. Um, and in case anyone was wondering, uh, during in between rounds one and two, uh, Mara mentioned something about uh, you know, the amount of sugar in the in her drink, the the full throttle that she was drinking. She said. 56 grams of sugar, uh, and she's like, anyone out there who knows, you know, science will know the conversion rate to, to how many teaspoons that is, uh, so I looked it up, and if you're wondering, it is 13.33 teaspoons of sugar, that's quite a bit of, that's quite a bit of sugar, you know, 13 spoonfuls of sugar, yeah, that that's, that's kind of a lot, so uh, you're welcome uh, out there, people who were wondering, maybe it was nagging you all this time, and you didn't feel like going to google uh, going to google but i did the math for you it's apparently 4.2 grams per teaspoon i did the math 13.33 teaspoons enjoy so round 1 ends tied 11 to 11 the highest that you can get uh, in any of the uh, of these matches well no i guess technically you can have more if you're playing a uh, teams match but uh, out, out of the, the the single type of one We got the singles of Star Wars and, and the inner geekdom, th- This is the this is I think the highest that you can get so that's pretty damn impressive for both of these guys So now we get into round number two and the new wheel is back and it's working more smoothly. It looks good uh, It's not it doesn't freaking sound like a freight train going through the studio. I like it. I am excited to see it back uh, so we get into things and Brandon spins. Who said it? This is a notoriously tough category. Um, it it could literally be anything. Uh, they can phrase things. It doesn't necessarily have to be what character said this. It could be from what movie is this quote? It could be who you know all kinds of stuff. Um, and so I do not blame Brandon for try for spinning away from this category. I I know I would. Uh, plenty of other great players have spun away from this category. Um, unfortunately for him, he landed on opponent's choice. And of course, smart gameplay, Shanju gave him who said it. It makes total sense. There's uh, I mean, if he didn't do that, I feel like it would have been uh, a big mistake. so So we get into it. Uh, question number one. Brandon misses and puts up a big, big two point steal for Chandru. This not a good way to start off. Uh, you know, you, yes, you guys were tied, but you don't want to start off just giving away points. Missing is one thing, but a two point steal is huge. Uh, he goes on to hit his next three, going to multiple choice once, and then once again misses his final question. And gives away another big two point steal. He was a bit too cocky here with his answer. He was very confident that he, he was right and he was not. And Chandru got another two points for a total of four for this round, ending this portion of round two 16 to 15 in favor of Brandon. Brandon's only up by one point and Chandru still has a full round to go. So we get into Chanju's round. He spins Marvel movies and stays. And this is where things get interesting. So they ask a question. Chanju kind of overthought the answer a bit and gave what at the time seemed like a bit too much information. And because of that, it caused him to uh, get it incorrect. Then a challenge was issued. Uh, this was the... Uh, what song was playing during the Quicksilver scene in, uh, I believe it was Days of Future Past. Uh, he said, the answer was, sweet dreams are made of this. They, they said that it was incorrect. He challenged. Uh, they decided, they ruled to give him a new question. Even though Mark flat out says, if you watch it, he flat out says... That the song's title is Sweet Dreams with Are Made of This in parentheses. Okay? So, was Shandri supposed to say Sweet Dreams in parentheses are made of this? Because that's just stupid. Him saying Sweet Dreams are made of this should absolutely 100% count. And he should not have been, his question should not have been scrapped. He should have been given those points. Now, luckily for him, the question that they gave him, he did get correct. So he got his two points. But he never should have had to be asked another question. He should have 100% been given those points because the damn song title is Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. So the, f- the fact that this whole bullshit happened in the first place this is the kind of thing that really bothers me sometimes about the rules. Uh, you know, and it's like, you literally said that that was the name of it. So why are you giving him another question And so just giving him the points? I, I don't know. I just, it, it really bothered me. Luckily, it didn't screw uh, Sean Drew over. It actually, you know, it, it worked out for him because he wound up getting the question correct. Anyways, so he then went on to get his next three questions correct uh, went to multiple choice twice and then missed his final question, allowing Brandon to get a two-point steal. Uh, this was a much-needed steal for, for Brandon. And what happened here, this was actually the second challenge of the evening. Um, what it was is, uh, what the question was, what was the last name? What is Electra's last name, essentially? Uh, and her last name is Nachios. With an S. Chandru said Nachio. With no S. Uh, they. I don't, I feel like they almost gave it to him. But. He. It was challenged. And they deliberated. And yes. They said. That Nachio. Was not the correct answer. They asked Brandon what the answer was. He said Nachio. Got it correct. Got the two point steal. Again. Like I said. Much needed steal. For uh for Brandon Hannah, right there, um, you know, and it's stuff like it's stuff like this. They, yes, obviously that Nachio is an incorrect answer, but "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This" is not an incorrect answer, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on that. I am so mad that they had to even have that whole conversation about it. It really bothered me. Uh, so we end round two, eighteen to twenty-one in favor of Chandru. And we head into round number three, uh, where apparently Chandru stole Brandon's numbers. And Brandon looked legit pissed about this. Uh, I mean, I, I will say this for, for, for Chandru. It is smart gameplay to do something like that. Um, I don't know how other players in general feel about it. I don't know if it is one of those unwritten rules where you don't do something like that. But it's smart gameplay because if you have someone who has a set, you know, set numbers that they choose for round three and you take those numbers, that will throw your opponent off big time. And I think it kind of did because Brandon went on, he answered his first question for two points and then was unable to answer another question, giving Chandra the win via TKO 21-20. to Um, I mean, like Brandon had, had a chance. He wasn't too far behind. He was only, you know, three points behind going into this round. And that is a deficit that you can come back from. That is one that you can come back and win a match from. Unfortunately, he got all messed up here. And I don't know. I, I, it's, it it was sad. I'll be honest. It, 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 I know that Brandon is a great player. I think he got in his own head a little too much, and uh, I don't know. I hope that he can bounce back from this. Uh, Chandru will now go on to face Kevin Smets in a number one contender match. That happens this week. Um, I feel, like I said, throughout the match, Brandon was was in his head a bit, and I think another part of it, I think he was getting really annoyed that Mara was talking so much, uh, especially eating up time between questions she, you know, that, that would lengthen, you know, she, they wouldn't get to the next question right away. Cause she was talking and I'll be honest, I loved it. I loved the banter between her and Mark and I thought it was great, but I feel like it may have gotten to, to Brandon a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, and then we saw Kevin Smets crash Chandra's post match interview and, uh, he gave a damn good mini promo. He, I feel like he has been working on his mic skills, and it shows. So I am really excited to see this uh, upcoming match. So right now, that uh, that's the end of match one. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a pause and uh, have a little bit of an ad break. He, you guys can hear about some of the other shows right here on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, Jay Wade here to tell you about Live, our unofficial Collider Live aftershow podcast that's like sitting in your living room on a Saturday night hanging with your friends. Sarah, Kaylin, Mike, and I talk about everything from Roxy being directionally challenged, Christian never having watched a thing, Dorina's witchy, witchy ways, Makuga being scared of everything, to Yodi screaming that it's not a big fucking deal! Find us on Merc with a movie blog on all your podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Talk to you then. All right, and now we are back. Back from this break. I hope that you guys uh, check out some of those shows. There's some great stuff going on, and we got some more coming soon. Uh, But now it is time for the Orlando live show. That is right. We have two great matches from the Orlando live show that we're going to talk about. So the first one is the... Uh, the what they call the draft bowl. It's essentially another manager's bowl. You know they've had the manager's bowl, they've had the commissioners' bowl, and now they've got the draft bowl. And this was between Tom Dagnino, Kaiser, and Emma Fife. And the winner of this match gets the chance to steal any draft pick from any uh, from either of the two uh, other two players. So you know, let's say Kaiser wins the match, he could take. Uh, you know, uh, a high draft pick from either Emma or Tom. That's the way it would work. All right, so out first we had Tom Dagnino followed by Emma and finally Kaiser who came out with a bodyguard named Big John. Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little shocked that Tom didn't come out with the Founding Fathers, that, he, that they weren't with him because they're there. They're there for their match. So I was a little shocked that they didn't come out with him. Obviously, Emma doesn't actually have a team right now because she's been a commissioner for a bit. But I was I was rather surprised that the founding fathers didn't join uh, Tom down, you know, walking him down to to the to his match. I was a little shocked. All right, so we get into round number one. Uh, this is a standard eight question round, and I mean, not in re- realistically, neither of these three competitors are uh, elite-level competitors. They're they're not. They're not elite-level trivia trivia players. But, you know, they did okay, you know, very mid-range. These are the kind of numbers that you kind of used to see way back when it first started and stuff. Uh, You got uh, both Tom and Emma getting five points, with Kaiser getting four. So they all kind of stayed real close to one another. But didn't really blow the roof off of things. So then we get into round number two, and they pull out the mini wheel. I love it. I believe Christian said, uh, I don't know if it was like on live or on so some other thing that he was going to, because uh, uh, they don't bring the the mini wheel. He has said that they ship it to where, like, the few times that they've used it, they, they have to ship it. Um, so what he said is, I think he said he was going to ship it like to his mom or to his brother or something who lived down there. So I'm assuming that that is what they did to get the mini wheel down there so that they didn't have to use that damn uh, digital wheel that everybody hates. So first, Emma was up first, and she spun Sandra Bullock and re-spun to Action Adventure. I don't know if... Uh, I mean, honestly, I think Emma should have stuck with Sandra Bullock. As we see later on... Uh, she does damn good in that category, uh, so she probably would have gotten more points. Uh, whether or not she would have gotten, you know, the steals that she gets later on, I don't know. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, she gets all three of her questions correct. Uh, but she did have to go to multiple choice a couple of times, so she gets four out of six points, ending her portion of round two with nine points. Tom Dagnino uh, is up next. He defers and Kaiser spins animation and respins to 90s movies. Uh, he gets two out of his three correct, two points apiece, so he winds up with four points as well, but he does miss one after going to multiple choice and allows both Tom and Emma to pick up a steal. So at this point, uh, Emma has 10, Kaiser has 8, and Tom, who has yet to go, has 6. Now it is Tom's turn, and he gets, like I was talking about, sandra bullock uh and he stays with it surprisingly he could have he could have spun away but he chose not to and he stuck and unfortunately for tom in this round he only got one question correct so he wound up two points a two-point question gave away three points in steals to emma who uh wound up picking those off kaiser not able to get those steals unfortunately for him but this is why I say she should have totally stuck with uh, Sandra Bullock movies because she got both of those questions right I think she probably would have done really really well granted she did she did good in her round um, she may have done better with uh, Sandra Bullock I don't know so round two ends with Emma Fife in the lead at 13 points and both Tom and Kaiser tied at eight it's a pretty big gap five points that's huge so like right now i don't you'd have to talk to frank janish i don't know what the stats are for coming back and winning from a five point deficit i'm sure it's not often but uh sometimes things happen so we get into round number three kaiser right off the bat misses his first question moves over to tom who hits his uh first question gets his two points Kaiser gets his three, goes back to Tom, who gets his three. Then it's back to Kaiser for his five-point question, and Kaiser is unable to capitalize and is eliminated with 11 points. So right there, boom, he's out of the game. It is down to Emma and Tom Dagnino. So Emma has to answer her first question. She gets that right. Then it's down to Tom, who needs to get his five-point question, or he loses the game. And luckily for him, he nails that five-point question. Tom Dagnino just swept his round three. Just just take a moment to think about what I am saying here. Tom Dagnino got all 10 points in round three. Some of the greatest players out there don't do that. Tom Dagnino did that. I think that is a very... Impressive feat for him. Uh, And unfortunately for Emma, it also cost her the match as she was unable to get either her three or five point questions. Man, this was rough. Her five point question, I was sitting there, I was racking my brain trying to, I'm like, I know the answer to this question. I know the answer to this question. And after she asked for her first repeat, it clicked in my brain. I literally jumped off the couch and screamed out, Drop Dead Fred! I remember watching that damn movie when I was a kid, when I was in school. And holy shit, it was the right answer. those It's one of those that you just... I don't know. I think I probably have not watched that movie in at least 25 years. But holy shit, did I just get it right. And like I said, I literally jumped off my couch. That is that is how excited I was that I got that damn question correct. Unfortunately, Emma was unable to do that. Emma is is a bit younger than me. Uh, I think she's probably I want to say she's in her mid to late twenties. Uh, so she's probably like a probably like eight to ten years younger than me, and probably missed this. just had never heard of the. I mean, she's heard of the, the movie, but it's probably not one of those that like was part of her childhood like this is one that i watched when i was a kid man so like i remember this. me me and my friends would sit down and watch this stupid movie so so i remember that uh it's probably not one that maybe that, that she did so it wasn't readily there um yeah i don't know but holy shit tom dagnino has won apparently his first match in three goddamn years apparently he hasn't won a match since the the since he won against John Schnepp, big man. Rest in peace, boy. Uh, since uh, what twenty sixteen, so yeah, three years. That's whoo wee. That that's that's wild, but good for him. He won. Uh, he he had finished off the match. Eighteen points. Emma with fifteen. Kaiser with eleven. That's a big win for Tom Dagnino. He can uh, he gets he gets a an earlier draft pick from one of the two other players. You know, it may screw over one of them, but hey, that that's that's what that's the game, you know. So he won it, and uh, he played a really, really solid game. And I am excited to see uh, what he does with this opportunity come the 2020 draft. Now we're gonna hop into match number three of the evening: the Founding Fathers versus Corruption the, for the tag team titles. Uh, and in this match, if the Founding Fathers were to lose, then they would be forced to break up. That's sad to think about, you know, that that could, that, that that's something that could happen. That's, whew, I was not a fan of that stipulation. Uh, so apparently, Grace and Ken did not come today uh, for this match. So Mike's girlfriend, Shannon, uh, was managing them tonight. It was seemed kind of odd, but you've seen her there lately a few times, so... It's not totally uh, just out of the blue. She has been uh, around lately. So so out first was Founding Fathers with their manager, Tom Dagnino, which makes sense. Again, I'm shocked that the Founding Fathers didn't come out with da- uh, Dagnino during his match, but, you know, is what it is. Uh, Dan has been the most fired up I think I've ever seen him over these last few months, and I love it. It's fantastic. Like I love the mild mannered Dan but just hearing him just get fired up about things and get super serious, and he's ready to go and he wants this. I absolutely love seeing that. And Roca's promo work has just been on fire lately. He really has, man. I don't know if he's been like standing in front of a mirror practicing or what, but I've he, he like I said, he's been on fire. I dig it. And then out next was Corruption with Shannon uh, and I gotta say I love Mike but sometimes he just talks a little too fast and he stumbles his promos a bit so I think he's uh he needs to take it down just a notch and get all the words out that he's trying to say uh you know in in the right way because like I said he stumbles over some of his promos and he could be like top tier level when it comes to the mic if uh Uh, No pun intended with his name, but he could be top tier with that with his promos and whatnot if he would just slow it down just a little, just take it down one notch. You know, that's all he really needs. All right, so we're gonna get into round number one Uh, as we get into the match. I noticed something during the draft bowl: the graphics for the for the repeat, or you know, as they call it, the JTE rule. um, Normally, it's the little picture of JTE's head. But during the draft bowl, it was like the circular arrow you know, to, you know, for repeat. So I was like, okay, that's neat. Maybe they're moving away from using JTE's face and they're going to uh, uh, use this this arrow now. That, that's cool. All right, sweet. Uh, you know, Just kind of make it their own. Um, but then you get into this match and they're back to using JTE's head. I, I don't know why. I don't know why it was different during the draft bowl. Uh, I'll have to keep an eye on it in future matches to see if it changes again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. It was something that, cause like seeing it during the draft bowl, it stuck out to me because it was different. It was something that you know we. It's not something that we normally see, and then having it just go back during the team match, it just kind of felt weird to me. I don't know. So we get into round number one, and this was a great round for the Founding Fathers. Both John and Dan got perfect rounds, and they both nailed their uh, their bonus question. Uh, Mike wound up with six points, Chance with seven. Um, you know, good rounds in general for both of them, but the problem is, when the other two players get perfect rounds that really you you really you gotta stay paced with them and mi- missing one or two questions, each that really hurts, especially when they nail their bonus questions because they came out of round one with founding fathers being five points ahead, 18 to 13. that's a big gap. really it's really a big gap, especially coming out of round one. So let me get into round number two, Founding Fathers Defer, and uh, Corruption Spins movie quotes decide they don't want none of that noise because movie quotes, not the easiest. Uh, it's essentially the, the who said it of the normal league, um, and they re-spin and land on 70s. And they do okay here, getting uh, five out of their six questions correct for a total of eight points. They do allow a one-point steal to get away from them, however, ending round one 21 to 19 in favor of Corruption. Only a two-point lead with uh, Founding Fathers still having the chance to go. Uh, And they spin Harry Potter, Founding Fathers do, and uh, they decide to re-spin that and land on new releases, which is honestly probably a great, great thing for them. Uh, they may have done well in Harry Potter, I don't know, but they destroyed this new releases category, getting all six questions right, only going to multiple choice one time, so they got 11 out of 12 points, that is, damn, it is wild in here, 21 to 30, 30 points they've got, the nine point lead going into, the, into round three, into the betting round. And yes, since it is a title match, yeah, you know, you got those five rounds, so corruption can pick up ground here, absolutely. But, eh, man, nine points, you do not want to be there. So we get into round three with the betting round. They land on the category of Nicole Kidman. Now, the question was, in what film do you find a mysterious substance called dust? That connects parallel universes. I had no idea what this one was. I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, what the hell movie was Nicole Kidman in that would have like parallel universes? I could not think of anything. And that's because the answer was The Golden Compass, a movie I have never seen. Um, They both, uh, so Corruption wagered three points, Founding Fathers wagered one point. They both missed. So this was just another dagger to the heart to Corruption. Uh, with Founding Fathers only betting one and the Corruption betting three, they lost another two points to uh, to Founding Fathers. Now they are down by 11 and the score is 29 to 18 in favor of the Founding Fathers. So we get into round four. Luckily, they're able to pick up a little bit of ground here. Not much, but a little bit. Corruption gets three uh, out of the five questions correct, and Founding Father pick up the other two. So essentially, uh, two of the points negate each other, and they pick up one point of ground, uh, preventing the possibility of a knockout. But they are at this point, they are still in TKO territory. Uh, they are down by 10 points. It's 31 to 21, and they need all three of their round five questions in order to stay in the game and prevent that TKO. And luckily for them, they nail it. They just wipe through all three of their questions, getting it, tie it up 31 to 31 and prevent the the, the TKO, uh, forcing the founding fathers to answer. Uh, but unfortunately it wasn't enough for corruption as the founding fathers answered their two point question and they won the titles. This is where... Man, this was a momentous occasion. They won the titles. This is Dan Merle's very first team title. And I gotta say, they earned it. This was a great match. Then we get into the post-match interviews. uh, And it sounds like Shannon may be the new manager of Corruption. Uh, The way she... Because Jen brought up, you know, why wasn't Ken and Grace here? And she... She kind, of, she essentially like dissed them, you know. She kind of bashed Ken and Grace. Uh, and if it was like if they were all like a mutual team, you know, you'd think it would be something like, oh, you know, they couldn't make it tonight, but they asked me to come in their place, you know. They're great managers, and I'm, you know, and it's great to be working with them and helping this team get to, you know, to higher places, you know. There's something like that, but she definitely did not do that. Uh, and she's like, they're not here, but I am. So it makes it sound like she's making a play for it. Uh, Mike and Chance didn't say anything in response to it, so maybe Shannon's going to be their new manager, and Grace and Ken are out. Uh, So I wonder if Grace and Ken are still going to be managers in the Schmodown. Maybe like Shannon's a new manager that they are going to be adding for the draft. I don't know. Uh, we we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see as things progress and see kind of where it goes. Uh, and then they they get over to the founding fathers for their post. And uh, I gotta say, man, wow! Seeing John so emotional here, this was uh, it was fantastic. I, I love seeing it. Um, it's moments like this that truly show just how dedicated these people are, just how invested these players are in this game that is not just a game to them you know it's it's their life it's 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 something that they love and we love them for it you know i wouldn't be doing this show if i didn't love watching it if i didn't love these players these characters you know these storylines all of it i love it and seeing him so emotional made me emotional and i there, there are times where I struggle, you know, and, you know, not thinking that, you know, and that, yeah, I'm sure everybody has problems like this, you know, thinking you're not good enough thinking that, you know, you're, you're trying so hard and not getting anywhere. But when he said, you know, you got to keep fighting no matter what, you know, that really hit me. And, uh, so seeing him like that and talking, uh, about, about that, you know, how you keep fighting, you get up and you keep fighting because you never know what's going to happen. That really, that really struck a chord with me, and uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. So this was this was one of my favorite post interviews I think I've I've watched. Um, it is one one of my favorites, absolutely. So that is pretty much everything for this week of the uh, of, of the Schmodown. Uh, We had three really really fantastic matches. I, I really enjoyed it, and we're getting closer and closer to the spectacular things are really heating up we were getting some of these matches lined up and i'm really enjoying what we're seeing uh, up next f- for uh next week on talking schmodown we've got andrew de versus laura kelly in a number one contender star wars match and kevin Smets versus Don dandapani in another number one contender match but for the inner geekdom uh, we also have uh this week dropped the horror exhibition match So be sure to join Patreon and check out the Horror Exhibition. I believe it dropped today on the 30th, which is the day that I am recording this. Uh, So check that out. Uh, I'm super pumped to watch it myself. Uh, Also coming soon, November 4th starts the Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament. Begins with the odd couple versus only stupid answers. So make sure you got your brackets ready. I'm going to finish up mine. Uh, I'm going to post it on the Twitter page. Maybe I'll do uh, like a little short um, uh, podcast piece for that to kind of detail what uh, what I got going on there. Uh, and then obviously December 7th, the big one, Schmodown Spectacular. we got William Bibiani versus Ben Bateman in the finals of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. we got the Star Wars Championship, Alex Damon versus either Andrew Melanta or Laura Kelly. The Inner Geekdom Championship with Mike Kalinowski versus either Kevin Smets or Don Dapani. The Teams Championship, uh, Founding Fathers versus the winner of the upcoming Teams Tournament. And the Singles Championship, Paul Oyama versus the winner of William Bibiani versus Ben Bateman. Uh, I, I am pumped for this. Spectacular last year is where I started this podcast so it is great to you know make it to that full year. I am super excited, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, let me know what you guys have thought. What did you guys think of the show today? What did you guys think of the matches that I talked about today? And uh, tell me, what are you most excited about for the spectacular? Head on over to uh, either Facebook or YouTube, uh, that's Merc with the Movie Blog, and on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc, and you can hit me up there. Also, head on over to Anchor and you can leave a voice message for me. It is uh, something, a fantastic feature that you can uh, check out, so please do that. I, again, am Josh the Merc Rayner, owner of Merc with the Movie Blog, and we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.